you'll know it's on its way because you feel better. And then by the time it comes, it's almost like a cherry on top because you already feel so good. You feel so whole, you feel so worthy. And that's why you're income, it won't exceed your level of self-worth, but to me, the prize, it's not the income. It's you, you feel so worthy. You feel so good. You feel so whole that the money's like, oh, that's great. That's a mirror of who I'm being. Hello, prosperity seekers. Welcome to another episode of the prosperity approach. I'm your host, Allison Chavis, and I'm so excited that you're here with me today because I get to spotlight one of my favorite people on this planet. We're going to talk with the um, amazing Elise Archer all about why your income will never exceed your self-worth. But first, before we do that, just a few quick reminders. If you are listening to this episode, on your favorite app, be sure that you are following this podcast as well on your favorite app. And if you're watching us on YouTube right now, be sure to hit the red subscribe button below and click on that notification bell so that you can be notified every time we drop another episode. And if you want to find out more about us and what we're up to, head on over to alisonchavis.com. We've got freebies and goodies and resources there for you to help you really learn how to get to that next level of success without struggle, what the prosperity approach is all about and those great prosperity tips that you can actually use and implement in your life to make a difference today. So, okay, Elise, first and foremost, welcome. I'm so excited to have you on. And I have to tell you a little bit about this amazing woman. Elise Archer is the founder and the CEO of She Sells, which is a coaching program and a community for women in sales who are revolutionizing the way that sales are done. And yes, we need to have a revolution where sales are concerned. A thought leader whose insights have been featured in major media, including Forbes and Inc. Elise is passionate about empowering women to sell in a way that leverages their natural gifts and helps them build wealth along the way. She's an international keynote speaker and the host of She Sells Radio, where she shares best practices from female entrepreneurs and sales professionals who have accomplished extraordinary goals. You can learn more about Elise at elisearcher.com, and that's E-L-Y-S-E, Archer, A-R-C-H-E-R.com for those of you who are listening to this on your favorite app. And you can check out her podcast. It's called She Sells Radio. So Elise, Welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you. This is, this is like the highlight of my, I was going to say week. It's not highlight of my week or even my year. It's like the highlight of my life. Like I just love hanging with you and getting to do this. And this is going to be such a good conversation. I, it, I can't wait. It is. It is, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's funny because you are one of my most favorite people. We mastermind together and have worked together and, um, it's like, you're this celebrity and I'm like, Oh, I get to learn. <laughs> I get to learn from Elise. Today. I love it's you. So fun. It's so fun. It's true. It's true. Oh my it's gosh. One of the things I love most about doing a podcast is that such cool people, I get to meet yeah. such cool people and you are right there. Top notch mm. lady. So, Thank so you. let's, let's talk about this whole idea about why your income will never exceed your self-worth. What, what have you experienced with that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you, I think, you know, a lot of my own personal journey and I'll, I'll kind of weave in how I use the prosperity approach to help with this too. Cause it is so, um, it's such a game changer, but yeah, for years, for like 10 ish years, Um, I was, you know, first in corporate sales. Then I went out on my own as a, um, a sales coach. And it was like, I always did well. 
So I think by most people's standards, I was the person who'd like, I built a life where other people would say that was like, she's living good. Like I was making low six figures, you know, had the nice house, the nice car, yada, yada. But I could not, it didn't matter what strategy I used. And I was teaching sales coaching. So I knew all the strategies. It didn't matter what strategy I used. My income didn't really budge beyond the hundred thousand, 120,000 a year mark. And the other piece that I often wasn't expressing publicly, but that I was inwardly struggling with was I looked successful on the outside, but for many of those years, I was struggling with crippling anxiety. I was struggling with an eating disorder. I was in a really unhealthy relationship. Um, and I was always in constant fear of the money going away. And I didn't know what that was about, but I was always kind of battling with it's here, but can I rely on it to be here next month? And what if I'm, you know, what if I spend all of it? What if it all goes away? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. And pause me at any point as I share this, if you want to jump in and. <laughs> oh no, lady. I'm like, oh, yes, you're telling my story. I know. I'm like, I know. This is like exactly what you teach. Right. And you, and you get this. I know this is, I know like a lot of us can probably relate to this. Right. And it finally just dawned on me at one point, like maybe it's not the, maybe it's not that I need a better strategy. I'm doing all the strategy stuff yet the number isn't budging and I'm still struggling with all this emotional stuff. And maybe it's more about how I'm thinking about it. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> right? uh -huh. Uh -huh. Exactly what you teach. And so there's, so I kind of just had this moment where I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to figure out how to rewire my brain for success and how to, I'd, I'd studied enough at that point about belief systems and, um, and neuroscience and all that to know, like, there's definitely some limiting beliefs going on here around uh -huh. money. Uh -huh. uh, but I hadn't done a deep dive and I just made the decision. I've got to do a deep dive into this and I'm done with scarcity. Like I'm done with putting in countless hours. I'm done with constantly being afraid of the money going away. I had just had our son. And I was wanting to show up differently for him and for my husband as well. And I was like, I've got to find a different way. And so I just committed to going all in on figuring out what the real, like shifting my belief system around money. Cause I realized I'm like, that's actually what's been holding me back. And so went on this journey and part of it included going through the prosperity approach in your program, which is incredible. Right. Um, and really helped me understand on a deeper level, a lot of what was going on. I started diving deep into, um, you know, the science of abundance and, and practicing learning that I hadn't felt worthy of more money. The reason I wasn't making more money wasn't that I didn't have the right strategy. It was, I didn't feel worthy of making seven figures, which was my next level goal at the time. And that amount felt big to me. And there was part of me that even though I wanted it, it felt like, it, I didn't feel worthy of it. Like I said, but as I practiced shifting the belief systems and practiced feeling worthy of the money in literally six weeks, went from hundred thousand dollar years to hundred thousand dollar months and have continued to, to grow from there. And it, it was such a, um, it was almost a holy moly, what happened type of moment. Cause it happened so fast and it was all the strategy in the world and all the years of grinding and all the years of pushing had done maybe incremental gains, if anything, but this one shift of starting to actually feel worthy of the money I wanted shifted everything. And so 
again, we can, we can dive deep into that. You've probably got a lot to say around yeah. that, but that's yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Actually I do want to, I do want to dive deep into this because I noticed this with women a whole lot more with men. Mm. I've, I've never talked to a man that's like, I just don't feel worthy. Yeah. <laughs> I just maybe <laughs> deserving, but not worthy. And so will you kind of break down for us? Like what, what up until the point where you learned how to change your beliefs, what do you, yeah. did, did you ever like think to yourself, well, as soon as I'm X, Y, Z, then I'll feel worthy. Or like, mm. what were the qualifications for you in order to feel worthy to yeah. bring in seven figures? It's a great question, Allison. And I don't think I even, to be honest, I don't think I had qualifications. I think it was just this undercurrent of unworthiness that ran every part of my life. And I didn't even realize which I think can be the almost insidious part of the limiting yeah. beliefs, right? Is we oh, don't yeah. even know they're running the program and mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. So I, to me, there was never a definite number, but it was more a constant, not enoughness, constant energy. Ah, okay. Right? Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I, I just felt like somebody here needs to hear about like, what, what is the, I'm not worthy yet. I'm still not worthy, which makes us yeah. go really masculine. Like you said, more strategies, more grind, more hustle, more push, more figure this thing out, which, you know, it, it's you're skilling, you're skilling up. So there are incremental gains, but certainly not the quantum leap that yeah. you were looking for. So did you just like, I don't know, decide one day you were enough or decide that you were worthy or like, what did yeah. you just like stop the whole worthiness, not enoughness game. Yeah. Gosh, you know, for me, it was, like I said, it was about a six week process, six weeks in total from the time at which I decided. And I was like, I'm done with this and I'm ready to find a new way, even if I don't know what it is yet. And I would, and so part of that process was investing significantly in mentoring. So I invested in a couple mentors at that time. And it was a, it was half of what I made the whole last year. And so that was like, there, there was that. So that moment of decision, when we decide I'm doing something, it is a burning of the bridges type of thing. And I think that's something where people will say they want to change, but until you show you're actually committed and you're willing to like put your credit card down or do what it takes, your body doesn't, it doesn't take you seriously. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's saying that she'll said that forever. She'll say it again <laughs> right. tomorrow and she's not serious. So it was a committed decision. I'm doing this no matter what. And then I'd say it was about, um, probably three weeks of really coming face to face with every limiting belief I had around money. And that was part of why for me, when I made that investment, that was half of what I made the whole last year, part of it was, I know it's going to bring up every money demon I have. And I need to look them like square in the face and see what they are so that I can grapple with them for lack of better words. So it was three weeks of kind of pure hell. If I'm being honest from there, of every thank limiting you. belief. <laughs> yeah. Like th and thank you for sharing that because I remember the conversation that we were having because yeah. we were like, there's this new mentor and it's just half my monthly or half my yeah. yearly income. And I was like, yeah, but what's your heart telling you? And like, it's just why you're such a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful coach and why you're, because it's, because that is the truth right? It's like, what is your heart yeah. telling you that will always guide you in the right direction? Yeah. Well, and we always need, I mean, because you serve, you serve as that role for me as well. When I'm in those human mm. freak out times as well, like to remind me of what's, of, of what's actually the truth 
the yeah. scarcity is not actually the truth, the prosperity right. and abundance and limitless supply. Like that is the truth. And we need to surround ourselves with people who really, really believe that instead of the people who live in fear of money themselves. And then you're like, Hey, so I'm thinking about this investment, this half my yearly income. I mean, they'd be like, are you out of your ever loving mind? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I think there were, I think there were two people I told, I think it was my husband. Cause I had to tell him because he was going to see right? <laughs> the credit card statement. And then, and then I think I told you, cause you were the only person where I was like, she's actually going to have the right perspective about this. No one, I didn't tell anyone else. Cause no one else would have said it was a good idea. Yeah. And I would probably be where I still was. Um, if, if I had listened to that, you would have, you know? there's no doubt in my mind you would yeah. have, but I, but I really appreciate like your level of candor with this because mm. that was scary. Like oh, it was petrifying. Like you were terrified. You did it anyway, but then it wasn't just, it, then it wasn't like, and then once I laid down my credit card, then there was a rainbow that came in the sky <laughs> and a unicorn came galloping by with a kitten on it. And then yeah. puppies were there farting bubbles and everything <laughs> like, no, because then you said three weeks of grappling oh, yeah. with limiting. Oh beliefs. yeah. So it, like it was, you weren't quite done yet, but it wasn't three years. <laughs> like if you're no. open for the intensity of that moment, like to see you like, boom. And then, yeah. and then you're like, not, not too long ago. You're like, did I tell you I had a $400,000 month? <laughs> it's I mean, it's wild. Like when you real, when you start to really study this stuff and lean it, it's like, there's always another level. And I think it's mm -hmm. to me, and I, I want to tie it back in with the income and the self-worth piece. Cause you also asked, you asked like, how, what did you do? Or was it instant? And I think the piece that's really important to also tie this in with was after that initial decision of this is happening. And then the three weeks of, oh my gosh, what did I do? Did I put my family in financial ruin? All the limiting beliefs coming up. I really leaned in and I really, really leaned in and studied money and studied belief systems and all of that. And I did, and I'll, I'll give a shout out too to Joe Dispenza's abundance meditation. Cause I think that one is really like, that one has helped me a lot. And so I, I always try to share the resources. Like your program was tremendous. His abundance meditation was tremendous, but I started practicing the feelings of worthiness in my body and started practicing and imagining what would it be like to receive seven figures? And what would it be like to be this woman? And after about three weeks of doing that and consciously in the moment, shifting the limiting beliefs and then practicing embodying the woman who has this reality, I started to feel better. Nothing had shifted yet in my physical world, but I started to feel better. And then from there, it was about three more weeks. And during this time, there was taking some stretchy action. There was doing more DMs. There was reaching out to potential clients for a new group program I was launching. So it's not, I wasn't sitting there on a meditation cushion all day, but the, it wasn't the frantic hustling action that we're taught is how you achieve success mm -hmm. and about three weeks of you know, feeling better. And then the money started coming in like that, 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 but, and you teach this. And I think this is so beautiful and so true. Like you'll know it's on its way. Cause you feel better. And then by the time it comes, it's almost like a cherry on top because you already feel so good. You feel so whole, you feel so worthy. And that's why your income, it won't exceed your level of self-worth, but the, to me, the prize, it's not the income. It's you, you feel so worthy. You feel so good. You feel so whole that the money's like, oh, that's great. That's a mirror of who I'm being. Right. So 
you've probably got a ton of things to add to that, but that to me is the key with all of this. I love that so much. You just said something that just pierced my heart. Well, most of the things you've been telling me has pierced my heart because mm-hmm. true confessions, like I'm in my own level up, up level as well. Yeah. And like fighting scarcity and fi- like, and I'm like, I take this. So, yeah. yeah. So I appreciate like, I am your student right now. And mm. you said money is a mirror of who you are being. I, that is so true. I love that money is a mirror of who you are being. And, and I really appreciate that you spoke into, it was, it was three weeks of feeling better. Nothing changed except I felt better. That's all you need to know is that you yeah. feel better because now you're on yeah. the right track, but you also didn't just like sit on the meditation cushion the whole time. But I do want to ask you about the action you took. Yeah. You said it was stretchy. It was uncomfortable, but a lot of people say, then you have to go into massive action. Did you feel like it was massive action? No, not at all. It was, well, I'll, I'll say massive in terms of impact. So I think that's like like that. Yeah. That's the key. It's like doing more of the same of what you've been doing is not going to create the quantum leap typically. Mm-hmm. But when we, when we take expansive action, things that are different from what we might normally do, but that are stretchy, that maybe push the limits of the belief systems of what's possible for us, that to me, that's the, it's aligned action. It's stretchy action. So for example, um, along the way I had, like I said, I invested in mentoring and coaching. And one of the mentors I was working with was like, you should launch a group program. Um, I had a, I'd never run a group program. Well, I had tried before I had had a lot of success with it. And I had a limiting belief that people weren't going to want to work with me in a group program. And she was like, no, like you should do this. This is like, I just feel this is what's going to be successful for you. So I was like, all right, I'll push the boundaries of my belief system. And I'll invite people to a masterclass that enrolls them into a group program. And that it wasn't, the invitations weren't like hustling um, massive, like I'm working from dawn to dusk and I'm not sleeping, but it was like, this feels stretchy to invite people to this class. Cause I've got a limiting belief that people aren't going to want to do a group program with me. And, but I employed the principles of being in the feminine too, right? Like what you teach of like, Hey, when it feels heavy, you set it down. And so I took lots of walks during that time. I, I noticed when I was in alignment, I noticed when I was out of alignment. And if I was out of alignment, which meant feelings of scarcity and fear and uh, unworthiness popping up, I tried not to act during those times as much as possible. And I would take a break and go outside or go for a nap or play with my son and then come back into it from that more empowered state. And so that was it. So it's, it's a different type of action than we're taught, but it's, it's almost the easy effortless way when you approach it that way. Yes. Yes. I agree. And I really appreciate, okay. First that you substituted the word impactful for Mm. massive, because I think, especially with women, at least with me, I I should probably just speak for myself. When I heard massive action back in the day, it was push. It was hustle. It would immediately put me into masculine. And then I was always asking, well, is this massive enough? Is this big enough? I'm doing, 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 and I'm scared out of my mind. And I don't know that this is actually going to work. And so that was actually misaligned action. (laughs) That was lots of, that was lots of action, but the, but the action that, that I took after alignment, it wasn't so much that it was so massive, like you were talking about, but it was definitely uncomfortable. Yeah. And it will, and I, and I really think it will always be uncomfortable to a certain extent because you are pushing those boundaries of those limiting beliefs and you are proving yourself 
in that moment that you are worthy enough for the group program, for this six-figure month, for a six-figure launch, for like whatever it is that you're going after in that moment. And it will, and it will feel psychologically uncomfortable. Oh, that's such a good way of putting it. It's such a good way of putting it. And I think that's, to me, that's, I have to consciously remind myself of this in every up level, right? Cause you reach, yes. you do your up level and you're like, Oh, this is great. And then I don't know, a few weeks, a month pass and you, you have a desire for more. Right. And so now it's time for more, but every single time you're going to get mirrors back to you of the things that you get to shift or the belief systems you get to release that are, that are the things currently holding you back from that next level. But it doesn't feel good in the moment necessarily. No, and we have to remind ourselves of what's going on. And if you were, if it was already happening for you, it would be comfortable, but you want something that's not happening yet. You're going to be in an uncomfortable place for a bit. But to me, it's like learning to live there and kind of have some fun with it and laugh at yourself in the moment. Like, oh yeah, that was another big limiting belief that came up. Or you just like make it small and joke about it a little bit. Um, yes. But knowing what's really going on is so important. It is. It is. And I really love that. Like making a joke of it, making it light of it. Oh, look, here's another one because here's what I have learned. We will never be rid of limiting beliefs, not here, mm. not in this existence yeah. Yeah. on this plane. We won't, we're not because we're always expanding and growing. So there's no like end point here. Yeah. So, and, and I think people want a one and done and they want it like, I did it. And then 30 seconds later, <laughs> everything changed, but we have to go through time lag. Cause it's a skill. You know, we can't do one crunch and then have a six pack. Although, mm. wow, maybe in the next life we can do that, but, but you get really it, aligned. Yeah. It was super, super aligned. And then like, boom, boom it's there. Uh, but, but like time lag actually serves us, you know, and that becoming process does get to be delightful. It does. Um, I had a mentor, we shared a mentor at one point and she like she liked to say it's always awkward before it's elegant and like being awkward and being willing to be awkward. And then also understanding that I feel awkward, but the other person is not really picking up on it. It doesn't feel awkward necessarily to them. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'll stumble over my words because my brain is thinking faster than my mouth or vice versa or like whatever. And then I'm like, okay, I can talk. <laughs> I can talk, which actually bonds you really. Cause it makes you relatable. It makes you a human and, and, and all of those different things. But I do love that. You said it took three weeks. It took three weeks mm-hmm. of that grapple and then another three weeks, but my yeah. gosh, it, six weeks to go from hundred thousand dollar years to hundred thousand dollar months, I would say, first of all, was worth it. Oh yeah. <laughs> the work was worth it. And even yeah. if it hadn't turned out that way, although it, it would, it had to like it, mm. it's law, it, it's universal, immutable, natural law. It ha- mm. it has to show up because that, that the physical showing up of it is the last part of the creation process, which just confirms the alignment that you've been practicing. Yeah. For six weeks. But I dare say that if it took you eight weeks or heaven forbid, 90 days, then you still would have been like, holy crap, that was a quantum leap. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like the time is going to pass anyway. So I think we yeah. can choose how it's going to pass and we can choose. Do I want to continue repeating yesterday? And do I want to continue? Even if it's for me, it was just a lot of like low grade anxiety, but it was constantly mm-hmm feeling like I had to say no to what I wanted to say yes to. And like, do you want it to continue that way? Or do you want to have an adventure and do you want to see what's possible for you? And are you willing to butt up against everything that 
it's kind of like um, taking everything that's just been running really low grade under the surface and compressing it to say, all right, I'm going to come face to face with these things, but at least now I know what they are and they're not going to own me anymore. Mm. And maybe it's a short period of challenge in that way, but gosh, the reward on the other side is huge. Like it, oh, yeah. it really is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exponentially bigger mm, than what the yeah. challenge is, I would say. Absolutely. And I think I, I'd, I'd love to tie this piece into sales too, because I think this is what's so important for yes. anyone who's listening, who's, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you, um, you work in sales or you like, we're always selling something, right? Mm-hmm. We're always selling something to someone mm-hmm. is to know that the universe will only give you what you think you deserve. And so it doesn't matter again, how great of a strategy you have, although that can help. But if you don't feel worthy of making the amount of money you want to make, you won't make it. Your subconscious mind will block out ideas, opportunities, actions you could take that would get you there. So to me, the the big missing piece, and this comes from years of being in corporate sales and then doing corporate sales training. And I still work with corporations as well as entrepreneurs, but it's like, it's all surface. So much of what it is is surface level. And you're layering these surface level strategies on top of a big foundation of crippling self-doubt and unworthiness. And 95% of our results are stemming from our subconscious, right? At least. So we got to get, this is why I love what you do. We got to get under the hood and we got to get that solid foundation in place. And then you layer the strategy on top of it. And it's, it's great. But I think people just think I need another strategy and you got to get that solid foundation first. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, let's talk about, um, financial frequency and how it relates to sales. Oh yeah. Mm, I love that. Well, I think, um, gosh, I'm sure you talk about this too, but the way that I think about it is we all have kind of a financial set point, just like many of us have a weight set point. It's, it's your thermostat, right? It's what you're comfortable at. And for most people, it's going to be within about three to 5% of what their parents made. So it's however you grew up. Most people will always be within three to 5% of what their parents made, unless you start to know this. And unless you start to consciously work to raise your financial frequency or your financial thermostat. So again, so just like that set point with your weight that your body's kind of naturally comfortable at, there's a certain financial amount that you're body and your brain are naturally comfortable at. What is it? What have you been bringing in for the past? However long, right? How much money are you making? So if you want to make more, and a lot of the clients who come into our world, it's like, they want the, they want to make a big leap in terms of their earnings. They're not, it's, they're not about the incremental. They want to make a big leap. We got to look at what's your thermostat set at, like what's your financial frequency set at? Because if it's set at a hundred thousand and you want to make a million, there's a disconnect there, right? Mm -hmm. So we got to look at what would it look like to set your thermostat at a million and what would that feel like? And then what would be the actions that someone who's at that level would be taking? But it's, again, it comes back to your level of income will never exceed your level of self-worth or it will never exceed your financial frequency as well. So it's, it's key to, to know what that is and then to start to implement. And we can, you know, we can get into this if you want on the show too, but like, what are the things you can do to start to bump up your thermostat and start to feel comfortable at higher and higher levels and to get your subconscious comfortable at those too? Cause if it's not comfortable, it's not going to happen. Right. So we got to Right. Right. So what's one thing that people could do to bump up their financial thermostat? Yeah. I mean, I think, gosh, there's so many, 
I think one little thing is just shifting, shifting the focus from lack to abundance in the moment. So noticing, um, noticing what you do have versus what you don't. Right. And that can be, it's, it's a little shift, but it makes a big difference. Right. So, and I know you teach, you teach practices to do this too, that are masterful. Um, I mean, it can be everything from, you know, when you check your bank account, for example, like I used to be in terror of checking my bank account because I was always afraid it was going to be at zero. I was always afraid it was going to be lower than I thought. And I just started practicing even before more money came in, no matter what's in there. I am so I'm grateful for what it is. Even if it's less than I desire, I still, I have some money, whatever that amount is. Right. And it wasn't always what I was super thrilled about, but I've got some money. I've got enough for what I need right now, where I can find a way to get what I need right now. And just shifting that energy to one of gratitude in the moment. It's a little thing, but it completely shifts your frequency Mm -hmm. and it helps your brain open up to what you do have versus what you don't. And then you, it, starts focusing more on bringing in more and more and more for you. So that's one little thing that you can do. Mm, See, it's like, it's so simple. It's such a simple thing to do that most people won't do it. Mm. They're like, yeah, it's really great. And I'll do it later. Yeah. But I'm not looking at my bank statement yet. I'm not doing my online banking yet because I know what I'm going to see and it's going to be terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it is interesting because to your point a little bit ago, when you said like your subconscious is, is in charge of, you know, 90, 95% of your results. I think it's closer to hundred percent of your results. And, and so just know that that is a really clever yet simple program running in your subconscious that says, yes, this is so great. I'll do it later Mm. because then you think you're moving forward, but you are still firmly entrenched in the status quo which your subconscious wants you to be because it knows that it can keep you alive here. It doesn't know if you'll be alive and safe at at seven figures or at, you know, whatever it is that you're going after. And so it will do whatever, whatever it needs to do. Like, it doesn't have to be like, all right, now let's get out the budget and I'm going to shift my financial frequency. That's not what you do. That's not how you do it. It's those simple things like that through gratitude and staying in the moment and staying connected to limitless supply and and really, really believing in limitless supply and financial abundance and abundance everywhere and prosperity, mm. like on the, all of those things, all of those things. Oh my gosh, Elise, this is such a great, this is such a great conversation. And I know people are like, holy cow, I need more of her. Cause that's what I'm thinking right now. I need more of her. I'm so oh, thankful that I we have a you. mastermind call coming up in just a few days. Yeah, that's me me like, I, like, I know I teach this, but like, <laughs> talk to me more about raising financial <laughs> I'm always here for it too. It's like, gosh, like even when you know this stuff and you're such a masterful teacher of this stuff, it's like, we, it, it's fun because you can feel the effects of the growth in your life. And again, every level we get to bump up against the, the new stuff. So I'm, yes. I'm with you on like, I think we just have to keep leaning in and I love like getting to lean in with you. It's so much fun. And it's so powerful. Mm, it's, yeah. oh, it's, it's a pleasure. God loves me so much. He brought you into my life. So I'm so grateful. Oh, so grateful for you. you. Thank you. So speaking of having you in my life, I know people are going to want to have you in their life. So how can they connect with you? I know that you've got a, you got a, something, something for people. So how can people connect with you and what have you got for them today? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. And thank you so much for this conversation. This is so great. Um, yeah. So you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show, our podcast is she sells radio. And so if, you know, I'd love to be honored to be in your podcast queue along with the prosperity approach, if this is 
speaking to you. Um, and then, yeah, we've got a really, really great guide. And I know it's funny because today I was like, strategies 5% or less of it. And sometimes people are like, tell me what to say on a sales call. For sure. Yeah. We've got a really great guide. One of my clients actually used it and she read through this process we teach and she sent me a DM on Instagram. She was like, I just closed $31,000 of sales in two calls this afternoon. I've never made that much before. She's like, I implemented one thing in this guide and it was, it shifted everything. So five sales scripts to increase your closing rate 50% or more. You can grab it at elisearcher.com slash scripts, and you can start implementing those today. So, oh my goodness, Elise, can I have you back on? I would love it more than anything. You gotta be one of my regulars. I just, Aww. I just love this. Thank you so much. And we, and everybody we've got the, the links in the show notes as well. So make sure that you you're listening to Elise on she sells radio and pick up those sales scripts. I think I'm going to go get one of those myself and hand them out to my team because dang, (laughs) I love it because you know what? Like strategy is part of it. That's, and this is a whole other conversation, but that's the masculine supporting the feminine. And so Mm. it is nice to have that structure for that call to know how to guide the call. So I absolutely love that. And it is very appropriate to the conversation we have had about financial frequency and about like those subconscious beliefs. So I love that so much. Elise, thank you again for being here. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we say goodbye? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I did, the biggest lesson I think of my life <laughs> so far is trust yourself, like trust the trust your desires. Your desires are green lights. So whatever it is that you're feeling lit up about, you know, from this conversation, maybe there's something that you've been holding back on it, but it's been like, Oh, I just, I know I need to do this. I want to take action on this. It feels so scary and stretchy. Trust it, trust it, trust it. It's a green light. There's something on the other side for you. That's incredible. It will feel maybe petrifying to take action on it to me. That's how, you know, you're on the right path. And so follow that nudge, trust the desire and get excited to see what's on the other side for you. Cause it's going to be so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. well spoken. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We love you. Thank you for being here. I'm definitely going to have you on again. And to all of you who are tuning in either through YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform, remember prosperity becomes you. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Prosperity Approach. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways and pick up your free copy of The Prosperity Guide. This guide will help you discover 52 different ways to dissolve fear and overwhelm, grow your wealth consciousness, and experience success without struggle. Until next time, remember, the challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't. 